check, 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 check. All right, this is a first. I am doing this episode on a big rubber exercise ball. So I got some bounce to me today. I got some bounce, folks. I also have some heavy eyelids. I got that exhausted brain. I got that sleep deprivation mindset. And you know that's a perfect time to get into this. But I was going to say I'm so delirious. I was going to say that. I'm so delirious. Then I googled the definition of delirious. And nope. Probably not an accurate depiction of what's going on. It says delirious. Acutely disturbed state of mind resulting from illness or intoxication and characterized by restlessness, illusions, and incoherence of thought and speech. Okay, kind of, but not really, because I'm not fully intoxicated. But newborn sleep patterns make you feel like you're on a bit of a drug. Yeah. So I can't say I'm officially delirious like Eddie Murphy in the red leather outfit, but yeah, I would say it's a bit of a drug. Hits you like a drug. You're kind of just wandering through each day in a bit of a blissful state. I mean, to be detached from so many things going on because you're so tired, it's not the worst thing. I was driving today. I don't think it's unsafe to drive at this point. Maybe it is. I don't know. But I'm at a stop sign. I was just at a stop sign this morning when I dropped my daughter off at Nana's house and I looked at the car to my right. This is true. I just looked over at the car, and there was someone smoking with the windows up. Uh, uh, oh, God. the fuck are you doing in there? I mean, what does your breath smell like? If you're the type of person on a hot summer day to light up a Winston, roll the windows up, and just hotbox your whole body and face with cigarette smoke, what does your laundry basket smell like? Ugh. When you arrive at work, hey, smoker with the windows up, when you arrive at work, you realize your coworkers have to run full speed the other way. They don't want to say hi. They don't want that. They don't want the close conversation. They don't want to hear about your morning. No. You get to that level of who gives a fuck anymore. I mean, when you throw in the towel to that extreme level of I'm lighting up cigarettes in the hot summer sun with the windows up, there's a bunch of other shit you probably don't care about. I think I'd barf if I just tried to do that. Just had a morning cigarette with the windows up in a hot car. Yeah, I think I'd barf right on my lap. But hey, who cares? Right? Somewhere out there. You know that song. I'm making a playlist right now for my three and a half year old daughter trying to make a playlist of music she would enjoy and i'm also making a playlist of music for newborns i realize there's not going to be a lot of my music in the house or on the drives but i still got to make sure it's in my wheelhouse so when i say somewhere out there i know i'm hitting the notes i know it's in my register i practiced as a five-year-old when I had the vinyl, that's right, I had the soundtrack to American Tale on vinyl, listening to that song on loop, Linda Ronstadt, no, 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 I should say, the incomparable Linda Ronstadt and James Ingram, with one of the most incredible guitar solos, where you just picture pink and purple glitter, 
Big Hair Aquanet Hairspray. Whoever this guitarist is, actually, I'm going to play it right now. Not only did I know all of the lyrics as a little kid, but I would fantasize that I was in the band. I was on stage. Because this is a hot hit from the 80s. Just picture this guitar solo however you want in your head. But aren't you seeing some skinny, strung-out dude with his fluorescent orange electric guitar, long cord, walking to the front of a stage, maybe even a catwalk to walk into the crowd? Oh, those drums. This ballad is about to hit your soul. Okay? Seems all smooth right there. Seems like a calm song. We're working our way up to the guitar solo, folks. It's about to rip. Big hair. Stars. Snakeskin pants. God, it's so fucking good. It's so good. It holds up. You didn't think it'd still be good. It's still good. Somewhere. Fivel lost his family. Okay? The mice were trying to get to America where there were no cats. There's no cats in America. And Fivel thought that they were going to get away from those anti-Semitic cats. Where Jews would be welcomed, where Jewish mice would be welcomed in America. But then he lost his family, and I think I only saw the movie a couple of times. So I kind of forget the plot. I imagine he finds them again. But when that song plays, you really feel his distance from his family. You go, come on, Fivel, keep your head up. You'll get there one day. You'll connect with the Mouskowitz family. Does that sound like an old school 80s activity? For a little kid to just sit in front of a record player, imagining that he's in an 80s band playing guitar solos, would that be really boring to a five, six-year-old nowadays? Hey, just sit in front of your record player. There's nothing to look at. There's no screen to tap. Just sit there. And when the guitar solo starts, won't you allow your brain to hit a truly delirious state? When that guitar solo hits, allow the euphoria to erupt. Here we go! I gotta learn this. Uh, I gotta learn this. This will get you through a rough patch. I had to look it up. Uh, 1986, American Tale, spelled T-A-I-L. Didn't realize that when I was a little kid. An American Tale, of course, mice have tails. <laughs> so perfect. You know what else I didn't realize? That there are actual film critics who watch kids' movies and criticize them. So yeah, I went down the rabbit hole on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, I saw some adults writing negative things about American Tale. The plot line was weak. These mice didn't portray pain at a realistic level. It's like, what? What are you, you're reviewing this? 
You don't even realize whatever your favorite movie was when you were five, six, seven years old, there were adults who worked for publications sent to review those movies. Whatever it was. Benji, Pee-wee's Big Adventure, The Little Mermaid. Think about whatever you loved when you were little. There was some adult in the theater ready to write a hatchet job. This bullshit mermaid story's doing nothing for me. How are you about to rip Fievel? How are you about to do that to Fievel? There's little kids in the movie theater in 1986 having the best day of their lives. And then there's some fucking journalist in the back ready to talk shit about Fievel. How are you about to do that to Fievel? Oh, I loved Fievel. It was so cute. This whole podcast is just going to be me talking about a cartoon mouse. You're not still listening, are you? You stopped by now, right? Like you're on Mark Marin by now, right? What do you like? Smartless? Joe Rogan? What's your cup of tea? Do you like the murder podcasts that everyone seems to like? Ooh, have you heard the new murder podcast? We're also fascinated with serial killers. Oh yeah, it's a seven-part series where you never really know who's the murderer. Oversaturation of that genre. I mean, it's never done anything for me. The serial killer fascination. If anything, it's just scared the shit out of me. But wow, the amount of Netflix, Hulu, HBO, Amazon Prime shows about murderers and podcasts still investigating open-ended files that detectives just left behind in 1983. Detectives just left this behind. And then some podcaster is doing like a real storytelling type of podcast that starts like this. In 1984, eight-year-old Linda Gottlieb vanished from a local supermarket. The town was in disarray. You gotta love that storytelling style of podcast with some nerd, some nerd detective. Local authorities were on the scene, yet no one had answers former principal of the elementary school, Michael Maroney, remembered those days. Oh, it was tough. It was a very difficult time for us all. Next time, on episode two of Murderer's Merry-Go-Round, the highest rated podcast because people like murders. On episode three of Murderer's Merry-Go-Round, we talk to the driver of a local ice cream truck who knows nothing but he talks to us. On episode four of Murderer's Merry-Go-Round, we catch up with the neighbors that live in the current house next to the house. They didn't live there at the time, but they have some thoughts on it too. What am I talking about, folks? Oh, shit. Should I just delete this whole thing? Have we even done anything yet? What did we talk about? Fievel? The only notes I have written down are cauliflower and bears. It's been one of those weeks, cauliflower, but I think we should talk about it. What are we doing, right? You've seen it. I've seen it. What are we doing with cauliflower? Uh-oh, feels like a hacky bit is coming. No, but I'm serious. What are we doing with cauliflower? Are there really enough people cutting out carbs, me included, cutting out those simple carbs, saying no to rice, saying no to tortillas, saying no to bread, no to noodles, but we still crave all that shit all the time. So can we get a substitute? And cauliflower stepped up. Cauliflower just kicked in the door and said, hey, fuckface, I'm ready. Do you know that? Cauliflower can be a little tortilla. Cauliflower can be 
Gnocchi. Do you say Kali or Kala? I'm going to go Kala. Cauliflower can be noodles. Cauliflower can be rice. Now I'm going to go Kali. Cauliflowers can be lubricant, I read. And I don't even need to keep reading that article because it's a website I shouldn't be on. But cauliflower can also be pizza crust. Just made a cauliflower pizza crust yesterday, and it wasn't terrible. I mean, it's all kind of terrible if you're comparing it to the real thing. But what a success for cauliflower. There was a Portlandia where Steve Buscemi was a celery salesman trying to make so many veggies sexy. And we see that. We're all such a bunch of morons. We get into any food fad. We get into any food craze. Brussels sprouts could be popular. We're all eating Brussels sprouts. I once went to a restaurant and they served shaved Brussels sprouts. There was no sprout. It was just like the leaf around a Brussels sprout. $12.99 on the menu. Oh, would you sprinkle sea salt and olive oil? <gasps> oh, amazing. Have you tried the Brussels sprout? People get so excited. There were bacon bits in your Brussels sprouts? Hipsters. You see what hipsters did to avocado and toast? Okay, this exercise ball, I'm going to fall off. Take a breath, pal. You're doing your cauliflower, right? You're doing your best. Take a breath, okay? They're absolutely on the edge of their seats with this cauliflower rant. Just finish this shit. But yeah, have you seen what hipsters have done with avocado and toast? And now it's 15 bucks because they just sprinkled it with sea salt and olive oil. If anyone tells you a recipe... And they just say those two things. Yeah, and then you just sprinkle it with sea salt and drizzle some olive oil. Oh, what a breakthrough in culinary history. You drizzled? You drizzled all over? And then did you drizzle some more? What other things have become sexy lately? Like cauliflower is really sexy right now. Brussels sprouts, they've had quite a renaissance. Lima beans have never had a renaissance. Steve Buscemi couldn't do anything with celery. I mean, he was able to get it into a few Bloody Marys. Great show. Give me more Fred Armisen. I need more Fred Armisen. Perhaps underrated? When you think about the top Saturday Night Live cast members of all time, shouldn't Freddie be in your top five? And if he's not, who is? You want mine? Uh, Chris Farley. I got to put Will Ferrell in that. Kristen Wiig. Okay, that's three. Let me go old school Eddie Murphy Belushi, but shouldn't Fred Armisen be in that? All right, sorry. That got off the rails. I was talking about Portlandia, Steve Buscemi, in an episode where he's trying to make celery sexy. And I'm talking about cauliflower is sexy right now. Am I losing weight? Maybe. Why? Because cauliflower became gnocchi. Are you saying the G in that? Gnocchi or just gnocchi? Cauliflower became gnocchi. And it's good. You just can't keep it on the burner too long or else it gets rubbery. And then you just drizzle a little olive somewhere out. it's amazing that i always hit those notes no matter where i am no matter what time of day if someone says give me a little american tale boom i'll hit you off with that coming to break me off i could also hit smash mouth any time of day somebody wants isn't that perfect you think you're listening to smash mouth when I give you the first part of that song, somebody once told me the world was gone. You know, there are people in this world who love Smash Mouth, not ironically. They just really enjoy that shit. And I'm here to tell you, I respect everybody except the smokers with their windows up. Don't respect them at all. I can't. I'm just picturing their laundry basket, what that would smell like. They come home. Ooh. 
Okay. I'm certain about something. I'm actually really certain about something. And that is the bears have had a meeting. I think a month ago I told you about a bear came into San Anselmo, just downtown San Anselmo, climbed a tree. Everybody freaked out. And then the bear left. Nobody got mauled to death. That would have been a bigger story. For some reason, okay, this bouncy ball is, it's a little much for me. I think I'm hallucinating. I think I've been bouncing so long during this podcast that now I'm hallucinating. Now I'm really delirious. It happened. Hey, I achieved it. I didn't think I was, but now I'm truly giving you a delusion experience, an illusion, delusion, intrusion episode. All right, you bounce on an exercise ball after two hours of sleep, you're going to put together some bullshit called episode 146. Now you keep listening, okay? It went from me allowing you to leave to now you lock the door. I'm locking the door. You stay with this one, okay? You stay with me. Not eye contact, okay? I need your eye contact. And crank up the volume, okay? Because this episode's about to hit a new gear, pal. LA gear? No. LA looks? Maybe. Bears? Yeah. In one week, I read five articles about bears, or I saw five viral videos about bears, and you're saying, who gives a shit? And I'm saying, just listen. One of the articles, and if you think I'm making any of this up, just Google it, but there was a house in South Lake Tahoe, bunch of people staying there, a rental, could have been a bachelor party, just, you know, people like to party, get a big house, a bunch of rooms, go gamble, eat some steaks, have some fun, maybe a stripper, maybe not, but... They come home to their house, their rental, their vacation rental. And one of the guys, he hears a little rustling upstairs. And guess what? It is a bear. It is a 500 pound bear. And this guy just so happens to have a pistol. He's just carrying his pistol. And when the bear comes down the stairs to maul him to death, the bear gets on top of him. I just read this article yesterday, folks, and I don't think I made it up, but maybe I do have to Google it because I've, you know what I mean? I've had some weird imagery in the mind lately. The bear comes down, tackles the guy, and he shoots the bear in the head and lives. And they're investigating it. And the investigation is claiming that everything he said is true. He didn't make this up. Bear in his vacation rental, luckily he had a pistol. So when the bear charged him, he killed the bear. And the bear wasn't quite dead, but the bear still left out of the sliding glass window. What? Bears know how to open windows. Bears know how to open doors. Bears know how to open refrigerators. This is what the article said. Bears now know that they don't have to fend for themselves in the great outdoors. They know that they could just come into town. This is what the meeting was about. All the bears got together and said, hey, we're stronger than them. They're scared of us. It took them this long, but bears finally realized, hey, we're really strong. I mean, they're smarter than us. They build the homes and they build the cities, but we're allowed in. What are they going to do? What are they going to do? Okay. This story is sad because the bear got shot and eventually was found dead the next morning, blood to death. Okay. So that's morbid. But I also saw in Nevada city, husband and wife just go into their kitchen for breakfast. And there's a bear taking waffles out of the freezer. You think I'm kidding? Go to Twitter right now and just type in bear Nevada city. And instead of running full speed out of their home, the guy's just filming it saying, come on now, get out of there. Come on now. Are you kidding me? Come on now, get out of there. There's another viral video at Lake Tahoe, another Lake Tahoe story where the bears came down on the beach and nobody moved. Mama bear with three cubs splashing around in the water and nobody seemed to run away or move. Hey folks, did you not see the Revenant? They will maul your ass just like they did to DiCaprio in a movie that I thought was totally overrated. 
the Revenant. <gasps> Did you see the bear scene? Yeah, we saw the bear scene. You think I'm done with bear stories? <laughs> uh, fuck off. Of course I'm not done with bear stories. Scrolling through Twitter. And maybe they know I like bear stories. Maybe they know I tap bear stories. So the algorithm is to keep giving Josh's Twitter bear stories. But I saw yet another viral video of a bear just walking through a campsite, which is fine. Okay. A campsite means you're going into the bear's backyard, but the bear just grabbing a cooler and a backpack and walking back into the brush, just grabbing a cooler and a backpack. And people are watching their cooler go, all right, I guess that's the last of our cooler. I guess this is sad. If you're an environmentalist, you probably wish that this wasn't happening, but I'm just so fascinated at all of us who get so scared or shocked or wonder what's going on. But this is obviously where we're headed. We all built our communities into a bunch of nature where there were already a bunch of animals. And I know it seems like, well, there didn't used to be this many coyotes in the street or bears coming into our neighborhoods. It's going to get worse, folks. Okay, so buckle up. I'm not saying buy a pistol. I'm not saying that, but just buckle up. It's going to get a little wild. They're bringing the circus to us. Okay, I know circuses are almost extinct. Okay, but these type of bears that like to perform and there's not a lot of circuses anymore because of animal rights activists, they still will find you and they're going to want to impress you with some of their performances. One called, I can make a pizza in your oven while you sleep. And you think the bear is interested in cauliflower? No, the bear's not on a diet. Bear doesn't need that cauliflower. Here's the weird part. I'm always ready. Every time I turn a corner, I don't live in the woods, but I'm always ready. Every time I go on a walk, every time I go on a run, my head is on a swivel, always looking for a fox, a coyote, a skunk, a raccoon, a deer, and now a bear is on my radar. That's right, bears. You're on my radar. And I saw what Leo did in The Revenant, so I know how to tango. I know what to do. No, no, I don't. Hey, real talk. If you ever start a statement with real talk, people do listen. Hey, real talk. Why is it that if you have a bottle of seltzer in your fridge, and it goes flat, and you have a sip, you get angry. And if it's totally flat, it's just water, but it's gross. Why? I'm asking you. Why is it that if you have something that's supposed to be bubbly in your fridge, like seltzer, and it goes totally flat, why is it all of a sudden gross when water's not gross? Oh, was that the hackiest bit you've ever heard? Or was it the most brilliant thing you've ever heard? My wife does not screw the tops of seltzer bottles on hard enough. She doesn't. And it's okay. Hey, she's got a lot to deal with right now, but she doesn't. So when my wife unscrews a big bottle of seltzer and puts it back in the fridge, eh, about two hours later, it's flat. And I go, come on. And then I go, why am I so upset? This is still a beverage. Not what I expected, but water never upsets me. So when seltzer goes flat, just like when Mitch Hedberg says, when an escalator stops working. And they put a sign up that says, sorry for the convenience. Temporarily stairs. Sorry for the convenience. Still stairs. Still something. A broken escalator will still get you there. Hey, sipping some flat seltzer will still quench your thirst. Folks, I told you. Delirious now. You don't have to go with me on this journey anymore. I'm going to let you off. Okay, I'm going to unlock the door. I'm going to let you out. Because the only thing I have to end with is finally something kind of serious. And that is... We had a major death in the world of hip-hop. We had a major loss in the world of rap. And this man who passed away 
is not even really that famous, but he is probably my favorite of all time. And he is known as the Gift of Gab. And he passed away last week at 50. 50 is young. Actually, I didn't even know he was that old. But his real name is Timothy Parker. Best known as a member of the hip-hop group, actually as the front man of the hip-hop group Blackalicious. And rap is weird. Rap is really just a competitive game of self-proclamations and promoting yourself and sweet beats and melodies and lifting tracks from R&B records and at one point just trying to find an avenue onto a mainstream terrestrial radio station. I mean, really, when I say I loved rap growing up, wasn't I really just talking about what was on the radio or what was at Musicland or what was at Tower Records or The Warehouse? Yeah, that's what was given to me. So yeah, I grew up and said I like Run DMC, which I do. Snoop, Dre, Tupac, and Biggie, Ice Cube, and Ice T. And I did like all of that. I did. Throughout middle school and high school, I liked all of that. But then I got to college, and I was introduced to something. My ears were introduced to something called underground rap. Underground? What's that all about? Started listening to other groups, like the Living Legends, the Grouch and Eli of the Living Legends. Hieroglyphics, Zion I, Jurassic 5, all that stuff. Aesop Rock. And it was just so much better. It's funny they call it underground because it's so superior to what's above ground, what's on radio. Good underground rap is just a different genre altogether. But my buddy Jason introduced me to Blackalicious. Hadn't really known about Blackalicious. And he had the Nia album. And it truly is a front to back album. Like, you just start it and you don't skip tracks, you don't pause it, you don't fast forward anything, you just let Nia play. And it's so good. His style is so impressive. I think a lot of people would know his alphabet aerobics, where he just speeds up going through the alphabet. But I've never heard a bad song from The Gift of Gap. Even his solo stuff, his side projects, never heard a bad song. To me, it's all good. Love his voice, love his style, love his essence. And was shocked. To hear that he passed kidney failure, I guess. I mean, he was overweight, but I didn't know he was sick. I don't want to say I didn't know anything about him because he lived his life through his lyrics, so I did know quite a bit about him. He talked about his loves, his interests, fears, truths. He was great. If you just want to talk about raw skill, I think he was the greatest of all time. So now, if you've never heard of him, listen to him. The Gift of Gab. Timothy Parker. And if you already know who I'm talking about, then you probably fully agree with everything I'm saying right now. So even though there's been a lot of kids' music in the house lately, we've been honoring. We've been honoring Blackalicious this week in the Rosenberg household with a lot of his songs, a lot of his music. And my wife loves it too. My wife's probably as much of a hip-hop fan as I am. So one day I envision us getting a babysitter and going to an underground, going to see the living legends. That sounds amazing. I'd wear a beanie. My new Nike Air Max. I I would try to look seven years younger. If I was to go back into that scene, I would try to blend in. I wouldn't want to come into an underground rap show and everyone's like, hey, hey, mom, hey, dad, get a babysitter. And even though all that's true, I'd be like, no, no, I'm 28. I'm young and I enjoy this. And just bob my head the whole time. All right, so I'm taking you out with a little Blackalicious. Just listen to the man's voice. And try to understand this superior level of talent 
of the gift of gab. That's the proper way to close out 146 episodes. All right. It's all in the books. I'll talk to you soon. Now I was walking down this one block, didn't hear a gunshot Smelling hella nature, picking fruit off of a kumquat Free another day up in this life under the sunspot Light up on my inner vision, searching for an unsought Territory, man, the glory days of the mental fury Inventory cooking while I raise Rain began to pour it from the verbal dance I did amaze all the natives and the ladies Said you're crazy, would you love to have my baby? And I played with the chief of the Mohicans and the Sheikans Traveled everywhere from Delaware way up to Mozambique Was giving praise with the deacon at the steeple spirit seat on the weekend with a tea can and a pair of old chairs. It's such a beautiful thing, this musical thing. When I can do it my way and shoot in the blanks, I just reflect what you think. A quite unusual thing. Yes, it's a mutual thing, cause it's the roots of all things. And we ain't to, to be the venomous instrumental, a syllable mystic man traveler. Skipping through the bricks on a Wednesday into a city plaza. Trying to make a 20 out of 15 pennies on the app. And a cold hearted world creeping on my destiny like salamanders. It's a chant. Cooking on that goose and I'll be the gander. Cleaning out the digestive track of hip hop like cram. Shining like amber, all of the children told me, damn, you're a answer to our ears and a deadly threat to prove like cancer. On Prancer, on Comet, on Cupid, I'm Santa. Got more floating flow, yo, I laugh, ho, 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 got yo-do dancer punchlines. I'm a crunch-time canceler and a one-time champion for a hundred lifetimes in the hereafter and more reincarnation transform. What the heck I come back for? Gotta handle chores now and discuss all of that with God afterwards.